You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Well, welcome, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Kerry Lutz of the Financial Survival Network. With me is Bill Powers of MiningStockEducation.com. And you probably have heard that Warren Resources just announced a transformative merger and here to discuss it and explain its benefits to shareholders and uh, and all interested parties alike is executive chairman of Oren Resources, Ivan Bebek. Ivan, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, real pleasure to be here, guys. Um, it's an, probably the most exciting event that Oren has actually achieved so far today. So look forward to getting into it. And just for the benefit of everybody listening to this video, because uh, we're going to be making some forward-looking comments, I caution you to go visit our website and view our disclaimers in our PowerPoint presentations towards cautionary notes and forward-looking statements. But thanks very much, gentlemen. It's, it's a great pleasure to be here. Ivan, I'll start off. Uh, ever since uh, we've been covering your company for about the past 18 months, two years, it seems like you've had this uh, transaction on your radar in terms of the, the spin-outs, but you also did a merger with the, the proposed spin-outs. So what was it about Eastmain in particular that that caused it to be the company that you merged with? Well, great question. And uh, as you've eloquently pointed out, um, you know, it's, it's nice to actually do something that you talk about for a long time. So why did we include Eastmain in that merge? Well, when we looked at splitting the company into three, there was a few metrics we wanted to be in place so we could have three strong entities. And one of them was obviously market conditions, which we're now seeing drastically improved from 18 months ago. Second one was management additions. And Michael Timmons, who I'm sure we'll talk about later in the interview, is, is an outstanding gentleman for us that can really drive value forward for shareholders. And then the East Main asset, you know, if you remember closely when we started Orin, we were primarily in Canada. We actually traded at this valuation just for Committee Bay and Homestake as a company. And so when we looked at pulling Peru away from the Canadian stuff, we got into the seasonality question again. And so what's the best way to remove seasonality? It's to add a project that you can drill 12 months of the year and East Main's Eau Claire deposit is a project of that sort, which is a, a massive checkbox. But more importantly, we're in the business to find gold mines and to build mines now, you know, with this company. And we view their asset as, you know, with our own special skill sets that's developed by Michael Hendricks and his team. We think we can take their approximately a million ounces of six grams per ton and grow that considerably. And in that effort, you know, we're going to start a 50,000 meter drill program a few weeks after the deal consummates, should it consummate this fall. So, you know, the, the thought there was to have development assets mixed in with the blue sky of Committee Bay. So as a shareholder of Fury Gold Mines, which is going to be the name of the company, you get to enjoy a mine that's getting bigger and that's going to get built. And we have a gold poor goal of 2025. And in the background, while that mine is getting bigger, and that's always exciting as an investor, you get to look forward to making Homestake Ridge bigger in BC. You know, the PA we put out the other day showed that it was a mine at 1350. Red light, green light. Do you drill and make this thing bigger? Yes or no? And normally, you know, that would be a selling asset for us. And I've talked about that, but the narrative changes when you bring in somebody like Michael Timmons that can actually build it. And lastly, you know, Committee Bay is something I have said, whether we did it or went somewhere else, I would personally write the check if nobody else wanted to finance it. I know a lot more of how far the $60 million has got us. 
Um, Michael Timmons, the gentleman coming in from Agnico Eagle, he was, uh, he led the charge at acquiring Meliodine, which was Comoplex at the time. He was part of that team that did that for Agnico. Um, he's also been at Agnico while they built Metal Bank and Amaruk. I mean, our profile and none of it has just improved drastically with an involvement from somebody that's been there for the acquiring and building of those mines. So, you know, to answer your question succinctly, East Main adds a tremendous amount of value. They were trading at a, a massive discount to, to their peers and we were trading at a good premium to peers. So, you know, it's, it's a beneficial thing that we can actually help them with our monetization ability, our execution ability, and with the gentleman like Michael Timmons at the forefront to realize a lot more value in that project, not only for them, but obviously for Orange shareholders as well. The DNA of Orin and your two predecessor companies focused on discovery. So there is somewhat of a cultural shift going on right now in that you're aiming to be a producer. One of the most successful quick producers we've seen recently is Equinox Gold Corporation with Ross Beattie to where in three years they're going to be at a million ounces of production. Can you talk about potential cash flow for Fury? How do you get there? Because if you're only stacked with development projects, you're going to burn through a lot of cash, potentially looking at dilution. How soon could cash flow potentially come into fury? Well, for the cash flow answer, you know, we're targeting within five years or four or four and a half years from today. 2025 is a gold pour, right? That's not as quick as what Ross did, but our model is a little bit different. It's very aggressive, no surprise. And when you get a chance to talk to Michael Timmons, you'll see he's of the same mindset that I am, but he has a different pedigree. You know, he has the mind building background. He does love exploration just as much as I do. So it's going to continue to have that discovery focus. What the model is likely going to start as, and if you notice that Homestake Ridge and Eau Claire, which is East Main's deposit and Committee Bay, these are all high grade deposits, plus six grams per ton. We're actually closer to a Kirkland Lake model right now because we want to build really high margin, profitable ounces to get the premium that you can get for having those. I would rather have half a million ounces of eight grams average grade than having, you know, a million and a half ounces of one gram average grade deposits because the cost of building these and the profit margin and the premium you get in your share price is going to be substantial. So what we're going to do after this acquisition and once we get drilling, we're going to look to create a lot of currency, meaning we're going to look to move the share price up a lot. The catalyst for that is going to be the drilling and we're going to be very acquisitive. We've got our eyes on a few other assets out there that would really fit the mold. So in a perfect world, maybe we are half a million ounces of something averaging around six to eight grams per ton. If we could achieve that, we'd be chasing premiums that, that Kirkland enjoyed when, when they were kind of having their big run before this real bull market started. So that's kind of the methodology that we're working towards developing quality over quantity and uh, you know, high profit margin, really high quality, high grade gold assets with low capexes. Michael Timmons, you introduced him on the conference call uh, after the announcement, the press release came out. And uh, the adjectives that came to mind when I listened to him was focused, determined, and long-term thinking. Uh, What more would you like to say about Michael? Well, first of all, the hardest thing to do in this business is to find a CEO, a great CEO. And every executive that's listening to me say that is echoing and nodding their head and saying, absolutely, that is the hardest thing. And the reason why is because there's a special DNA in every successful CEO, whether you're an explorer or developer. And that DNA is basically looking for another version of yourself. You know, it's not as easy as a bunch of guys on the shelf that you can go hire and pay enough money to go drive things forward. Um, Michael's got this special skill set that I really, really compliment. And it's this drive and energy 
to perform the way I've applied it in the discovery side of things. And he has a different pedigree. When we met him back with Caden, when he was at Agnico Eagle, and I said this, I think on the interview, um, Sean and I looked at him and said, wow, if we could ever build a company, it'd be around a guy like that. And the focus, the determination, the drive, he's a guy that works 18 hours a day on an eight hour shift. You know, he, he does keep going. He doesn't stop and he's, he's committed. He grew up in a mining camp in Red Lake. You know, he, he has a wealth of knowledge He's been working very closely in his career with Agnico with Sean Boyd. And, and I say this to a lot of people because I had the, the luxury of getting a chance to meet and, and talk and negotiate with Sean Boyd. Michael Timmons to me, you know, a lot of times it sounds like a younger version of Sean Boyd. And that's the biggest compliment I could possibly give him because of what Sean's done with Agnico and how well he's created value for shareholders. So finding Michael Timmons to me is equally as important as the East Main transaction, or even better, the biggest discovery we could dream of at Committee Bay, because he's someone that I actually look forward to sitting beside him with what his, his hands on the steering wheel while I watch as this guy performs. As a shareholder, I think I, I'm, I couldn't look more, be more excited from a guy like this at the helm. And it's his drive and determination. You know, he, he describes me with some really nice adjectives with a, a an attitude to fiercely protecting employees and shareholders, share structure and value. He has all those same traits. You know, the, the conversations him and I have are amazing because when we talk about growth and creating value, we're in sync. You know, we have different views, different backgrounds on the discovery versus development. I don't speak out of turn. And I just, I love that he loves discovery. So it's, it's a great addition. We're really, really lucky as shareholders to have him join our organization. And he's not just going to join us with Fury. He will be integrated as a partner in our group as well. He's, uh, he's a tremendous addition for us. In choosing the name Fury, does that have to do with the pace and energy you expect to grow with? <laughs> if you put Mike and I into a room together, you're going to see this furious ambition. And, and Mike came up with the name and I loved it since he said it. And all I can think about is this furious energy and drive to go and deliver shareholder value. And that's what I've, I've been you know, groomed with and, and he has it too. So it's, it's going to be really exciting when you get both of us on the interview together, because uh, you, I think you'll feel it for sure. So you're going to be the chairman of Fury. Will you be the executive chairman or just a board role? Chairman, board role. Um, I'm there to support Mike and all of his endeavors. And, you know, I'll be honest, he's making it really easy for me because he's making really smart moves that are very impressive. And I think there, you know, it's, he's the captain, you know, he's going to be our guy. And I, I will say this, that, that I'm impressed, more impressed with him today than I was when I was yearning to, to get him onto the team. So um, no, I think we all have someone to look forward to there and I'm happy to be a chairman and uh, I'm supportive in that role. What could go wrong? What's most likely to go wrong over the next four months and how would you deal with it if that came up? Well, the, the common one is we're acquiring an asset and there's a possibility that the vote doesn't go ahead. Um, if the vote didn't go ahead, we're still going to continue with the split. And Mike would still be the forefront of Fury Gold Mines is, is what we're thinking about internally. So I think that's the only thing that could go wrong. What we would do is we would choose other assets to go and acquire but we would talk a lot more about some of the recent developments at Committee Bay and Homestake and get ourselves ready to go drill these bull market sensitive projects and create a ton of value there. But uh, that, that's the biggest thing that could go wrong for us, you know, outside of the U.S. election and, and any more drama that happens there, you know, just yeah. to, be, to be fair about that. With every merger and acquisition, there is always arbitrage opportunities. Can you speak at all to the arbitrage between Orin and East Main? 
Sure. I mean, right now they're trading at a huge discount to the value of the deal. And there's a lot of complexity around a simple transaction. And I think a lot of the shareholders are, are, are on our side, as well as their side, are trying to make sense of what just happened. And so digestion and analysts, you know, analysts are getting onto it and simplification of a deal that's overwhelmingly beneficial. Um, people need to decide, do I want to be a very big shareholder of Fury Gold Mines? If you do, and you like high grade Canadian gold projects with huge upside and expiration, if you want to be in a company that's managed by a former executive of Agna Coigo, one of the best performing majors with a, an ambition to go create something of that consequence in the next few years, go buy Eastman. You'll be, you'll be fury focused with high grade Canadian gold. Now on the orange side, if you want to own all three, then buy orange shares. So there's, the, there's a big trading gap and there is an undervalued in Canadian prices. They're about 15 or 12 cents below where they should be. So I, I think you're getting a huge discount if you buy the Fury version or East Main shares today. So that, that is the arbitrage that's missing. And uh, I think gaps will close as information gets out and as we get closer to completion of a deal. Ivan, there's a little ambiguity regarding the two spincos. What will their name be? What will their ticker symbols be? Is there a reason why you weren't be able to uh, put out their names with the press release and things like that? Huh. I was told it wasn't necessary at this time as much as I wanted to. And I think that what we're going to do in the next 60 days, which is the next two months between now and deal close, we're going to make sure we come out with a very strong strategy that's replicating what each of those companies offer to shareholders, right? So we're going to be a little bit ambiguous and use the project names for the time being. Um, but we're going to make sure that when we come out and brand those entities, that there's a really, really big focus. And I think focus is the word that's been missing from Orin as a portfolio. We had three different flagships, Canada, two in Peru, and, and gold, silver, and copper. What is your metal? So we plan to come out uh, well before we're trading with the new names, a strong branding strategy. And there's a lot of new things that are going to happen in Peru between now and when that happens. So, you know, it's, it's more about, I would say marketing strategy, come out with the new names and uh, you know, Oren is behind me and, and, and Oren was an amazing venture. We branded it extremely well with you guys, thankfully, and, and, and a few others. But my point here is Oren is no longer a portfolio of Canada Peruvian assets. It's going to be a copper gold focus at Sombrero. It's going to be silver gold focus at Caribaya. And there's going to be some additions, but the focus is going to come into it. And I keep saying the word focus because the focus will equate to premium. It's a lot easier to generate a lot better shareholder base when you have a focus on your commodity, when you have a focus on your direction. And now, to, 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 and then, you know, in the final part of that, I think that, you know, we should talk about this is the burn rate. What happens to the burn rate? There's a lot of, people sharing that's going to happen with these three entities. The burn rate of everything we do per company is going to go down considerably from where it sits in Orange today. And that's another really big advantage of doing this. So yeah, look for the newly branded companies. I'm sure we'll be doing it with you guys well before we come trading and we'll make sure the world is ready with new names and new symbols and new websites, which we'll try to get up by at the latest end of August and, uh, and make sure that people can dial in to see what they're going to have going forward. Thank you, Ivan. Carrie, I'll kick it back over to you. I know you have some questions about the transaction. Sure. Thank thanks, you. Bill. Uh, Ivan, so um, obviously this is a, a somewhat complex transaction. Uh, is this the kickoff to perhaps more M&A activity for the resulting companies uh, down, the, down the road? Um, 
Absolutely for Canada, as we plan to be acquisitive. I mean, there's a lot of growing that's going to happen there. And I want you to think about share price when I say growing, because that's necessary to go and build and, and keep acquiring. In Peru, um, Sombrero is, you know, it's half of a belt. I'd argue there's four or five things there. And not all of them have been daylighted in terms of our press releases yet. But there's four or five projects that could turn into major mines. The first one's the most exciting. It's an, a lost Bombas analog. That's what everyone got excited about. But there's three or four new things that have come up during COVID, you know, as we've been taking it apart. So I don't think Sombrero needs much more. I think it has more than three juniors would dream about being part of in any given market, you know. As far as Curry Bio goes, we all know there's, you know, one to 14 kilos silver, several multi-kilo silver samples taken over a four square kilometer area. There's gold, you know, up to ounce and a half gold to go with that silver. It's on a world-class trend, but, you know, listening to Michael Henriksen, who's our chief geologist of our entire group, and his, he, he's got to deliver discoveries. And we would hate to leave Curry Bio on a single swing that doesn't have drill holes into it or copper that you can walk on for 12 kilometers on your first target like we can a Sombrero, that's low risk. So Mike's done an amazing job during COVID again, once again, and he's identified a couple more assets and I think they will be acquired uh, privately in this time period and before we come back. And when we hit the market with Curry Baya, it's gonna be a substantial opportunity in silver and gold asset and swings. And there's some really, really good things coming in. So what I would say, look forward to a lot more behind the Peruvian companies. You're gonna hear more about the new targets at Sombrero that we're just re revealing internally with press releases. And then you're gonna see us add more to Curry Buy before it comes to market. We would love to be competitive when we come back with a one to $2 US share price on each of those entities to start. You know, that's, that's gonna be what we try to achieve in the downtime of the few months between now and then when we possibly get permits um, here by the end of the year. And also when we make these acquisitions and reveal some more of these targets that we're finding. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Uh, as far as current Orange shareholders, East Main shareholders, I guess kind of touched upon it, but how are they going to profit from all this, uh, you know, in the short run, in the long run? Well, in all fairness, um, Somebody was quoting our price movement from, and I'll use Canadian prices, a dollar sixty or so to three dollars um, in the last two months, and they thought it was exciting, and and it is. But again, that's not why we're here, and you guys know this very well, right? We want to deliver ten to twenty dollars share prices per per asset that that delivers for us. And now we have three big ones, Canada and two Peruvian ones. So what we announced yesterday was a deal where we're going to split our company into three. Now there's some really cool math that's going on on the Canadian side because we acquired something. I'm gonna speak holistically and, and say, you're gonna end up with three shares. You're gonna have a Canadian share that has a, a, an asset that can be drilled year round. That's gonna start drilling a few hours after the deal's done. So we are drilling this year. And then in Peru, you're gonna get two more shares, one for Sombrero, one for Curibaya. So you're gonna end up with three shares on opportunities that could deliver that 10 to 20, or who knows how big, you know, in terms of a return. So shareholders can actually buy a share of Orin today. I believe you have a couple of weeks left. There'll be a press release of when the cutoff is for that. And you can actually get three shares out of your share that you buy today, you know, figuratively speaking, because I don't want to go through the, the complex math on the Canadian one, but you end up with three shares and you go into the bull market 
for gold, we all seen gold, we, we've all seen silver, and we see copper, what it's doing. I mean, it's just starting to happen. It's one of my favorite commodities that I think is going to outperform everything from where it started at $2 a pound in March. It's already at $2.91. And I think that, you know, there's a big miss on copper and it's not so much the demand, it's the supply long-term. If Sombrero ends up being a mine, that's 15 to 20 years before you're producing copper. That's nothing that we should worry about as shareholders because it's so big of an opportunity that it would likely be like our last company gone in the first phase of drilling a hundred holes into the project. So, you know, I think, I think for all shareholders look forward to multiple shares out of your existing share, look forward to a lot more meat on the bone in terms of opportunities in both Sombrero and Craybia and look for a very aggressive Canadian growth story, you know, in one of the best gold markets we could possibly get in. So it's, it's a dream scenario. I'll be honest. I wish some of my other investments would split into three and add executives from Magnico Eagle to run them or, you know, give me, me shots at a lost Bombas and, and uh, incredible grades of silver and gold. I wish I could experience this as an investor in other companies. Some guys have done spin codes and some guys are doing this and everyone that who's done it and saw the announcement, including gentlemen like Ross Beattie and, and from the Lucas Landin camp, what I've heard back is we did that and it worked really well for us and our shareholders. And, and that's a good model to follow but the ingredients behind making it work are paramount and, and it's people. And we got the people person right for Canada. That was really needed. Michael Timmons with Agnico worked in the, the Arctic as well as in Quebec with a Cisco when they bought a Cisco. So I think that's a big, a really big win for us. And then the market timing has been planned intentionally to be when the market would provide a lot of accessibility to capital and provide really good premiums and share price for shareholders. And so we, we've timed that per perfectly well. And I guess lastly, you know, the other point to make, and, and you talk about what can the shareholders look forward to, take, take the aggressive nature of how we perform and how we raise capital and how diligent we are that way and our execution skills, where we sold our last company or found and built the mine in Keegan, our first company, take those skill sets, the formula that's delivering okay value I mean, good value compared to our peers prior to a discovery. And then you have to visualize and, and assume one of these three entities is going to work out dramatically and, and just what is the share price going to do? So you're in for a lot, shareholders. It's going to be a spectacular adventure for us. And we're going to be going at it, you know, at a full, full, full tilt ahead. And we have the people, we have the ability, we have a great formula, and we have some of the best projects that you can find globally right now for big discoveries. Yeah, so it's truly a case of the uh, the parts being uh, worth uh, more than the whole, if you will. And along those lines, so what is going to be your exact role in the resulting companies? Because uh, you know, obviously, Ivan, with your reputation and your your career accomplishments, what you've done in the past, a lot of people invest in you because in the end you're always investing in management so where does ivan bevic wind up after all this after this transaction is consummated so my dream would be to be the ceo of each one of these entities in peru um only because i found a better fitted ceo for canada than than i would have been able to achieve and so working with michael timmons as chairman non-executive it's a perfect compliment in Peru, um, I believe right now I'm going to go on as executive chairman and CEO of Sombrero. I will drive that forward. I'd love to do the same for Curry Baya, but unfortunately I'm not allowed. So I will likely take a chairman role there, much like I have in Canada. 
just to maintain the culture and the formula and the drive. And to be honest, you know, as, as well as I've done it, there's a huge team behind me and my partner, Sean Wallace and I have built it together. And I know I'm on all these interviews and you will soon hear a lot of Sean on a sister company as he's going to be, he's driving some acquisitions forward. But, you know, we, we do this together and, and, and I daylight a lot more than he does in, in terms of some deals and other ones he, he takes over. But between the two of us, we're going to make sure that each of these three companies are run with the formula that's worked so well that I talk about a lot all the time. The important part of that comment, and, and I love being involved, is it's the geologists that we work with. It's these guys from Newmont, um, Michael Henriksen, Dave Smithson, their, their intense, intense, aggressive nature of how they approach, you know, the, the, the science of finding these mines. It's, it's so understated with press releases, so understated in interviews, but you know, I'm just happy that the team is there and it has capacity to do all of this. I'll be there in spirit as a chairman or I will be there as a front and center on Sombrero. Should any of these companies require help or more, I will position myself in a way that I can, I can elevate my role. But I'm hoping to end up in a scenario where we, we find the third CEO to be of Curry Baya and whatnot. And, and much like Mike Timmons, you know, he's very aligned with our aggressive growth or, or appetite for exploration. It won't take much. You know, I, I plan to be involved in all three. So as shareholders, I will be the largest shareholder amongst management of each of these entities. And I will work day and night to make sure they're run the same way that we've run Orin. Yeah, and we all know, Ivan, that you are very hands-on. You're not, uh, you might be executive chairman, but you don't have an executive attitude towards things. You know, it's, it's not the title, it's the job, right? And so you could call me investor relations. As long as I get to be hands-on everything, I don't care. You know, it's, it's how I perform. And you know, I learned this from uh, some of the other industry greats. Is, and I thought there was an easy way before I got into this kind of a role. But the only way you can succeed as a leader of these junior exploration companies and, and mid-tiers and majors is to know where all the moving parts are at all times. That's what makes me powerful and the team of people that move those parts for you. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but when you love what you do and your passion is there, it's one thing, but when you find the prize, the, the potential projects that can deliver, that's the drive, that's the other, you know, and, and I'll be honest, when we sold Caden, I could have turned into an investor and watched, you know, and invested into other companies and took the easier road. Um, do, do I, am I a glutton for hard work? Well, it's in my DNA to work really hard, but I have a passion. And the passion is to go find major deposits. And, you know, for us, Sean, myself, Michael Timmons, Michael Henriksen, the group, we want to make our legacy on going after some of the biggest things that are the hardest things to find. And the further we go into this bull market or that we've been in the last few decades, more money's been spent, the more scarce these major discoveries are becoming. So it's an opportunity that drives us from a passion of growth. And at the end of the day, we are big shareholders and we treat this as large shareholders. So we're really aligned with shareholders. And I think that's what, that we're most, most proud of. All right. And one final question, timeline for all this uh, said, there's going to be a record date where up until that date, if you buy Orin, you can still participate in the spinoff spin codes. Mm -hmm. um, and there's going to be a shareholder vote, obviously that has to take place. Uh, what's the time frame of all this? Sure. Um, shortly, there'll be a subscription receipt financing 
to finance Fury Gold Mines. The current treasury is going to stay with the Peruvian companies and we're going to move towards a record date. I don't have the fixed date yet. I think it's around third week of August. Um, that will be published as soon as we have it. And that means you have a few weeks left to buy shares and to benefit from all three. Um, once that all completes and we get through the very, very, you know, exciting legal framework and votes and everything else, it lands in early October that New Fury will take over the orange symbol. There'll be a new symbol. It will trade on the Toronto, New York Stock Exchange and Fury Gold Mines will be the active publicly traded of the three companies. The other two companies will probably be unlisted for a short period. Um, either they'll come back in December or January of next year. Um, some people might frown on that, that wait and, and why does it have to go private and whatnot. There's a complex reason why this all has to happen this way, but for us, it's gonna align perfectly with acquiring and building up our Peruvian side of the company and with getting drill permits so that we can come back and drill after we're public. And this is another question that was brought up on timing. Is the company gonna drill if they get permits while they're still unlisted? No, we're not. Um, we would like to be trading at least a month before the drills turn or three weeks before the drills turn so we can give the whole world a chance to speculate at that time. If you don't buy shares before the record date in a few weeks that we're gonna release, then you will not be able to participate in the Orin and Spincos until they come trading. And in that event, we don't know where they're gonna open at. We're gonna do our best to make sure they come back with an extremely good price and valuation and, uh, and have a very, very aggressive exploration plan. And we think the market conditions of what we're seeing right now with gold around 2000 are gonna improve considerably. So, you know, I, I'd say, you know, advice to everyone, couple things. One is buy your orange shares before the record date. If you don't own them, make sure you own enough for that date. So you get the two extra Spinco shares. Number two, there's a huge gap on the East main shares. I would encourage you to become an East main shareholder. That company is going to do extremely well. And I don't know at this time, Carrie, which company is going to perform the best. Are the mines in Canada? Is there going to be that big discovery in committee Bay next year? Now, are we going to take Canada into the stratosphere and make it a major mining company? Is Sombrero going to deliver with the huge deposit we've talked about or a few of them? Does Curry Baya have, you know, the biggest high-grade silver discovery that market's seen in the last decade? We don't know yet, but I encourage you to take part in all three. All right. Well, I think that sums it up very well. Ivan, wish you the best of luck. I can see you're going to have a very busy summer pulling all this together between the lawyers, the accountants, and the financiers, the bankers. I think you've got your work cut out for you, but uh, nothing you haven't done in the past. Best of luck. Uh, just give us the ticker symbol, obviously AUG for Orin right now, and you find it at orinresources.com. Uh, East Main, what's the symbol on that? ER, and it trades on the TSX. ER is a symbol. ER, great. So, hey, well, we'll see. I, I hadn't really uh, contemplated uh, East Main before, but certainly going to take a closer look at it now. Best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. I'm looking very forward to it. 